you're going to have to really dig deep because who you are is different than who I am, different than who you are. We're, we're similar in so many ways, but at the same time, we're very unique and different. So you want to understand your own truth and, and learn how to own your voice and your individuality and your uniqueness, because that's your, your superpower, right? And, and teach them that they don't need to be different because that they don't need to be like everyone else or like the mass. They need to really, they, they can stand out and they have to follow their voice so that they are capable of blossoming because that's where the sky is the limit where you really like find that uniqueness within you and you fully tap into it and you don't try to be anyone else Welcome to the Camp Fifi Uncensored Podcast, Episode 101, Season 4, Part 2, with our guest, Ghislaine Benini, who we are hoping and praying is safe and okay at the moment of this recording, this introduction, because currently she is in Morocco, and within the last 24 hours, they experienced a magnitude of 6.8 earthquake in the Marrakesh area, and I know that she, Ghislaine, was uh, traveling around for different events, including the program that she was there to launch, which was and is the Limitless Girls Academy for Moroccan women. So we're hoping and our fingers are crossed for good news. And in the meantime, here to share the newest drop of Here We're Here To Be, um, which is seemingly an appropriate um, thing to be focused on who we are here to be and um, what Ghislaine's beliefs are and what she takes a stand for and what she has created based upon her life experiences growing up as a Moroccan woman, becoming an AI scientist, and then a Conscious Explorer TED Talk Forbes featured speaker and coach uh, of science and uniquely quantum physics, universal law, combined with spirituality and purpose. So join us, grab that coffee and cannoli, because here we go with part two of our conversation. I think that, actually, no, that's such a good question. I actually don't, because when I see myself here, which is so weird, I love that you're asking me this question, because when I see myself in Morocco, I feel that like, in a lot of sense, I belong here, but I also don't belong here. It's two truths that exist in different contexts, but they're both real for me. I feel the same way in the US. I felt the same way when I went to Bali, Indonesia. I felt the same way pretty much like everywhere. So I get that. Do you feel like, can you feel like you're, even though you're on the ground, do you feel like you're kind of watching from above and seeing a bigger picture? I feel that, um, I feel that I am 
like I feel that when I am fully taken care of myself and like really having the practices that are that allows me to spiritually connect to like really carve um a container for me to connect to my spirit you know and to really do the practices that I need to do take care of my body and like to be disciplined on doing things that makes me happy and when I and, and we all like sometimes like just like slack off right and it's yeah. fine normal but like every time I slack off when I'm not like working out taking care of my body like not having my spiritual practices not taking the time to to enrich my mind with all the new stuff that I'm curious about that I want to read about it gives me so much peace and when I'm not doing all of that I just feel that like I just feel that I'm not I don't feel like I'm belonging but what mm-hmm. I'm actually really realizing is like what I'm in Morocco, what I'm in Bali, what I'm in the U.S., I belong everywhere as soon as I'm taking care and honoring my soul. Yeah, I think of you as a universal soul. That's why it, I personally it, perceive you as that. I don't perceive you as limited. That's why I asked if you, and you might not see it this way, but why you can transist into all these spaces which you know I would imagine your peers growing up may or may not have or they went to a certain place and then they stopped versus you keep growing I mean you know I would think I remember the first time I saw you I'm seeing you on zoom for god's sake no different than right now and I'm just like okay I'm a straight woman (laughs) I love that. But you are ravishing. You're so, so gorgeous. I mean, when I use the word delicious, it's like you can taste your beauty. And, um, you know, (laughs) but it's true. And because you are living your truth, even as you continue to evolve and now, and and we'll get into this in a second. And now because of how you have evolved into, you know, creating, you know, your, your limit, your limitless mind Academy and, and, and helping others, like wanting to take other people and make them their truth and their richness and their, and their, their full self. And, 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 you know, doing your TED Talks and being featured with Forbes and all these things that you're stepping into. Personally, this is my take. Personally, it's because you resonate so much magnetism. I think, you know, and I've been told this too, and I, and I, and, but it's different. I'm not different, but, but, you know, we're two different human beings. I think you're one of those individuals who like and I always told this myself you walk in a room and people's heads just turn they don't even know why they're turning but it's because of an energy force because you both you and I both know that all we are is energy that's all we are like like look at I I would love to know that I feel comfortable with excuse me a string up my ass (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't born in that body I was born in the body that I was meant to be nude and painted as a Ruben S, but not because I'm meant to stay that way, but just because, you know, just because, but not because I don't like love taking care of my body and doing all those things on the contrary. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I mean, I'm probably more vain than I'd like to admit. And I think it takes I love vanity. That. I yeah, love I think that. it takes, I think it takes vanity and preservation. You know, I shared with you before it's, you know, 
I mean, outside of losing my hair and it coming back from now cancer, um, you know, uh, and having it be, you know, this natural color right now, um, it's like, I don't look like my peers. But it's it but it's so it's so pretty and it really like like I told you, it actually really fits so well because it's actually just so interesting how it just like makes your face like look so bright and shine. And also I think that like sometimes I feel like it's almost like meant to be to like give you some sort of like look that you probably would have never tried alone and you'd be like, actually, I'm like way cuter than I thought. <laughs> Because if I <laughs> like pull my face just alone without hair and be like this gorgeous, like wow, that's like true sign of beauty. <laughs> well, thank you, but you know it's also interesting. One of the things of going through losing one's hair, and you know, if you see photos that someday we'll we'll share, you know, and you saw the kind of head of hair, it's like looking at your head of hair. But what's so interesting here, you are sitting here with your hair pulled back. And I thought about this a lot going through, you know, this process of all the different evolutions of what I went through. And I thought, how many times do I wear a ponytail? My hair is always snatched back. So it's just my face with this beautiful head of hair. I think we're all doing that. We just don't realize it because we're strangely attached to all these things consciously or unconsciously, even with us being like an evolved mind you know, and evolved, like, purpose, all oh, yeah. those things. There's still things like boots on the ground that are, like, really important to us, like having sure. the most, you know, amazing fashion, having our bodies delicious. just looking absolutely delicious, whatever that means, and putting our best foot forward and the most delicious jewelry and my hair and my makeup yes. and my nails and all the things, like, where whether you're with others or not, you just feel like divine. Yeah. Nobody can take that away from you. 100%. That's what you come off to me. Oh, you are so adorable. I honestly <laughs> feel the exact same way about you. That's so funny. Like literally everything you're saying is like a reflection of who you are. <laughs> it's true. And I feel the well, same I way about you. It's like, first of all, we all, you know how like we're all projecting like whatever we have inside of us about ourselves onto others. Woo, the mirror the effect. So you're doing it for me, but it really is a project. So first of all, I receive and I and it honestly like made my night. Like right now is actually like 1030 here in Morocco, just so you know, a little bit gives you. Yeah. And you literally just made my night. I'm going to have the best night ever. Thanks to your beautiful compliments. So I am oh. so, I appreciate you so much for, for, for having ease with your words to compliment and, and tell others beautiful and kind things that you feel about them without holding anything back. So I want to acknowledge you and I want to appreciate you so much for this because you made me feel really great. <laughs> well, I'm just speaking my truth. I, I, I will always say thank you. First up, thank you and thank you. I too receive because I do I do believe that we are reflections and projections onto one another, which is why personally, even as conscious as I've been for all the years of studying the things that I've studied like you've studied, um, which has included quantum physics, of course, because it's all just kind of universal law. Um, is that, you know, I, I know I was put on this planet to be a truth seeker. 
And I know that I'm a seer and I know that that's why I'm an intuitive healer. And I have, I, I know I'm here to heal people. I mean, that's probably, you know, like why, even though the pre-med stuff didn't go through, I, you know, my evolution of realization has been such, and I think you too are a healer. I think you too, between science and spirituality and marrying those two things through your container is exactly what you're trying to do. You want to, you want to make an, uh, an imprint on humanity to know that they are valued, that they do have purpose, that they can raise their own bar and live into their truth. And I've always been of that ilk myself, no matter I, I mean, I can remember when I was a very little girl and I might have even had my own insecurities, not because I was conscious of it, but because of what was being said to me. You know, oh, you're really pretty. It's too bad. You can't lose weight. It's kind of silly statements. So all of a sudden you go, wow, am I like not like everybody else? <laughs> like what's wrong? You know, I'm fashionable. I feel good. I'm smart. I'm artistic. What's the problem? It was other people's problems put onto us. And I think that that's the real interesting thing that we have to consciously break away from, that we consciously have to know our pure, true self. And I think that for women like yourself and myself, coming from very different worlds, but yet really understanding the annual, the desire and the, and the like craving to know more and, and to want to integrate, you know, it's like I said to you the other day, I've always wanted to go back to Morocco, not just to build a home, but because I just felt like I was supposed to be speaking. I felt like I was supposed to be leading. I felt like I was supposed to, and I didn't know how that was going to turn out and look like. I just, you know, and that's why, like, when you showed up first on the Zoom, I was like, I mean, I have some friends back in Morocco, one particular, but, you know, it's, it's it's um you're you're very different Mm. you you, I feel I do like I said I feel like it's a soul connection that has a greater purpose in the future that I I don't even need to speak on other than to know that those seeds have been planted and it's Mm. been like you know such a gift because I've been on an exploration to as I put it find my navel (laughs) (laughs) because I've committed to so many other people and things for so long that you show up and go well what did I just give up 30 years of my life for 37 years of my life for for what what do I have to show for okay yes I have a home yes I have a beautiful marriage yes thank god I have my health you know even through the challenges yes I've accomplished a lot but as you, you, as you say, you get to this point where you're like, wait a minute, there's got to be more to this than this. And integrating with humanity, from my perspective, is like our greatest bank account. Absolutely. It's, it's the richest you can ever feel. It's how you, you know, help others while you are in turn like you said earlier, helping yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be in a, you know, it doesn't have to be a Mother Teresa kind of position. Mm-hmm. You don't have to suffer for being that person. Matter of fact, if anything, 
the riches, so to speak, and that can come in many variations, not only money, but fulfillment and so much more exploration, travel, connection. It, it's on multiple levels. Um, but I think that that's, I know that that's what I want. I know that's what you've created. And I know that that's why we've aligned. And um, I think that, it, it, I mean, I just, you know, I, I knock wood, as they say, you know, because it's like a blessing. And now I want to say, get back to you. So from, from the Awasta, you know, adventure and all the things and paying attention to what's going on and you're studying a quantum physics, what came first? creating your container um you know of the limitless mind you know um academy or did the ted talk come first or you know what what the chicken or the egg which one came first so it's actually interesting how it happened i um i was at a phase where I invested all the money that I made into real estate to try to generate passive income from that. And I was still not really knowing what I wanted to do, but I knew that all what I would spend my time doing outside of work is reading about personal development, about the mind, about the universe. That's all I would do. I would like all my weekends in the bathroom, literally like in the bathroom. Sometimes I would go in the bathroom and take breaks to read. It's at lunchtime. I would not go with any of my coworkers. I would just like find any time to really nourish my soul in that. So I knew that that's something that really intrigued me. And so, and then at some point, and then I was still stuck. And then I asked, I prayed so hard. I prayed so hard. I was like, prayed so hard. I was like, I need to... uh I need, I, yes, I knew I wanted to do something in the personal development. I was like, I need to, I, I knew I wanted to speak. You know how? Because I would like watch people speak and mm -hmm. I would feel like weird. I would feel like almost jealous. And I would be like, why am I feeling this way? Like I would see people in big audiences and I would like, why am I feeling? And then I started researching, why do we feel jealous? And then I started realizing that it's actually because your soul wants it. That's like turn that jealousy into inspiration and go and pursue. So I started to really get in touch with my feelings. Why am I feeling these emotions and trying to understand them? And so I prayed. I prayed. I was like, I, I knew I wanted to speak. And so what happened is I got hired into a new startup. It's just crazy. I got hired within one week. I got laid off within one week. I got laid off with a, a package of $35,000 as a reverence package because they hired me and they laid me off. It's just like crazy things in technology. So they no sooner hired you that they fired you. Is that what, is that what the, in that position in that startup company? So yeah, so they didn't fire me. They laid me off because okay. of, and because they, they did the laid off, they gave me a reverence um, package to say sorry because we wasted all of your time to so like all the application process, the interview going back and forth. You got it, right? Yeah. So as soon as I got that, I was like, I will never go back to corporate America. Now I got to figure this out. And I took my flight. I went to Bali. I spent one week one week, like I spent actually like literally one week talking to every single human being that I was seeing in front of me. 
I have, I'm doing a workshop. It's a really powerful workshop. It's all about human empowerment. It's going to be amazing. You guys should come. So it was just insane. And and Felicia, it's like, really, it was like divine because I felt this like intense, like sacral energy that like was like mm-hmm. pushing me. And I was mm-hmm. talking to everyone and I wanted to really just get a group of people and speak and take that out of my system because I was not really confident as a speaker at all. And like, I, it was not, I've never spoken. I'm like coding algorithms. I've never done that. Like, but I wanted it. So I was like, okay, well, first gather some people and then speak. So I just, (laughs) so I went on and I, in a matter of a week, I gathered 70 plus people in a container in Bali at a coffee shop. I did every single thing in a matter of 10 days. I was like there speaking. I I figured like the coffee shop, I figured the tech, I figured the mic. I was on a mission. Like I was there. I'm like, this is, I'm going to make this happen. And that was the starting point of everything. Because when I did that, I was so focused on articulating what I wanted to articulate in an impactful way. I gathered the amazing material that I've been like, reading I add my how I perceive it from all these mm-hmm. different created my own stuff and then and I went on and then I realized that people loved it and and I was like I realized that like everyone's like wow is it the first time that you speak I was like yes and it was almost it was such a powerful like I was like on a I was very high on another dimension because I wasn't even mm-hmm. that about myself right and everyone was loving it and everyone was coming to me after like actually literally trying to take photos with me I was like what like guys like this is like not it was so weird so so that was the starting point so after I've done that I actually like my friend like called me and she wanted me to like implement she saw my stuff on Instagram and she wanted me to implement my um programs as a chief inspiration officer at her division And so I was like, if it's about helping people, sure, I can like come in as a consultant, but I'm going to be working for myself. Now it's like, I'm on this whole different track, but yes, absolutely. I'll take on the role. Let's do it. So I came back from Bali and then I did, I consulted as a chief inspiration officer, like building teams and building visions and implementing this line of work at a corporate level. And then right after that, right after that, I had the TED talk. So I, after that, I actually, the same thing has happened to me. It's like, I saw someone doing a TED talk and I was like, it's going to be me. So I applied. I just decided to apply. I applied. I knew it was going to go and happen. And I just started to focus on it. I like actually just put it on my vision board just put it on my vision. I knew it was going to happen. And I took the action. Like I would apply, I would like every single day or like every single week I would apply to like 10 applications. And now, now I have a list of all the stuff that I gathered in a database. I'm just saying this, if, if yeah. whoever, you know, like just for people who want to actually like go and have all the database ready, instead of applying to every single way I can download the list. Um, So I applied and then it was incredible because people apply for years and years and years and it literally it literally happened within probably two months after I started applying which is insane which is like but that's quantum physics that's like leaping that's what quantum physics does you just leap because it is it's supposed to be it's manifested 
you believed it, you saw it, 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 and so it is. Exactly, exactly. And then like, and then the Forb came right after my friend reached out because I did the TED talk and she knew that I was doing this thing in Morocco. And she's like, oh my God, I have this friend. He's going to love you um, knowing all this project. And I think there is a high chance that you can be featured. Um, he's he's in PR. Let me share with him his contact and share with him the story, what you're about and what you do. And then he reached out and then he, we hopped on a call and then it just, we just bonded like right away and it just made sense. And so... So yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I, you completely answered my question because I wanted to know how the trajectory of things happen. And I want our, you know, people who hear this to understand because I want people to understand that whether you have hiccups in the journey or you have revelations and light bulb moments or a combination of all of it, I believe, and why I always ask people about who they were as children, because I believe that in our pure state of being as children, we, we don't have fear, we don't have limits, we don't, we don't have a sense of what we can or cannot do, unless, of course, environmentally, we're in a really dysfunctional environment. And even then, that doesn't mean a child cannot break out of that and, mm -hmm. and go on to be of greatness. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe that those who are listening, uh, and, it's, and it's so fascinating that you're sharing this because during the pandemic, I started, so I've done self-development, you know, obviously since like my 20s for, as well. But it wasn't until the pandemic that I you know, was seeing things on social media, I hadn't even taken a selfie before the pandemic. Like I just was not that person. You know, if I was on the computer doing all these things socially, I wasn't doing my job. If I'm taking care of a, an A-list actor on a film set, my, 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 my face is not on a computer or a phone, you know, so I'm not exploring, expanding, growing that way. So mm -hmm. here we are, the pandemic, everything's shut down. Um, the first thing I start to do is I realize that women cannot get their hair colored because all salons are shut down oh my God. and their hairdressers are not equipped to take care of them because so many rent a chair and don't purchase their own products and all the things. So they can't serve a need. So what do I do? Because I have my own stuff and it's uh, ironically color that's water-based. I didn't even know Zoom. I would create, I created this, you know, offer where I would get on FaceTime with people and I would hear their, you know, listen to what their needs and wants were, what they were or were not getting. And I would provide them a custom service by color, you know, by mixing a proper kind of color result. And I would literally be able to ship it door to door. And then we would do a online FaceTime application where they would do the application and I would give it a very fair package deal, like all Genius. contained, all contained. And I helped a lot of women through like those first handful of months, like probably from March to August. Here's the irony that you'll find interesting because of the work that you do and we believe 
because of going into the film industry, even though I was both hair and makeup in our union, when you, you know, rise to a certain occasion, you have to be a union laborer. I had to make a decision if I was either going to be a makeup artist or a hair artist. And though hair was the thing that got me in, I was doing a project at the time that I was the key person on the makeup team. I didn't know anybody in the union. I loved the project. I didn't see myself leaving, so I chose makeup. So all these years, people don't know that I'm a really a true hair artist that came out of my sculpting. And in our world, it's like you stay in your lane and I'll stay in mine and don't cross over and all the crazy things, even though we're doing this collaborative work. So I always stayed in my lane, even though I had all this vast knowledge. So when this happened and I created this, I was so scared of what people would think. Who do you think you are that you can go off and do that? So I was really hush-hush about it. Mm. I did not like make it a, a, I mean, even though I tried to make it public, which kind of, I did it very sheepishly, ironically. Even though I'm fully licensed, I've been a platform artist, you know, I've won awards, it didn't matter. It was like, I was so concerned about what other people would think. Mm-hmm. It limited my light and it as uh, you know and the light's been getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer not because I wanted it that way but every time I'd walk in a trailer people would be like oh you're a threat I'd be mm-hmm. like I just walked in the door I haven't even opened my mouth they're like no, no no you're a threat because you know you show up presentable you speak well you're talented you know it's like you can sing dance and you know speak your way I mean it was just like and what's the problem with that? Like, isn't that how we're all supposed to be? Don't you want to, uh, isn't that how we celebrate one another and ra- raise each other up? No, I wasn't surrounded and I haven't really been surrounded with that. It's like the egos have gotten in the way and only certain people can climb or, you know, it's just this whole stratosphere of weirdness. So getting back to what I was saying was I, you know, did this and then Um, I led a meditation group. Why? Because I saw people were sinking. It was like the end of April 2020, if you can remember this. And people were just like, oh, my God, we were told this country is going to be closed down for 14 days. And now here we are six, eight weeks later, whatever it was. And they're sinking. And so I created this meditation group, didn't charge a dime. For 30 days, every day they would get an assignment. And I just wanted people to get out of their heads and create. And that was a wealth meditation group. So it was about manifestation. This makes me laugh. That's so amazing. (laughs) And out of that, literally when we finished that, did I get approached to partner with this athleisure brand that was launched like six months prior and I didn't even look at I didn't even look at it I just said yes and what that did for me was it wasn't so much about the money I've made in that world but it was all the other doors that have opened Mm -hmm. and this is also a part of my message you think you're going for one thing but if you're paying attention it's about all the other things that opportunities that present that really can really manifest into other things. So what does it manifest it into? 
it manifested into me studying with all these top millionaires and billionaires in all these different fields from real estate to network marketing and everything in between. All these people who believe in self-development, all these people who believe in masterminding, all these people who believe in, we all need coaches 24 seven. It's not just the pro athletes or it's not, we all need to continue to grow, 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 grow. And I've always believed that. And, you know, being in an industry that looked down upon the fact that I was educated, like I said, if I had been an agent, that was one thing, but I wasn't. So it was like, I stopped talking about my education even. And I was like, well, that's not my truth. I wasn't raised that way. That's ridiculous. And I, and so what happened for me was I started showing up more on social media and I started sharing more about who I was. And because our mother had just passed away two weeks before the pandemic and the country shut down, my mother always, always saw me as being much bigger. Like she just like saw me as a powerhouse and she was like, whatever you want to do. And she even at one point, I don't remember what birthday was it. If it was my 40th birthday, what she went, I was on my way down to Chinatown to work with an acupuncturist and she, it was my birthday. And she was like, you know, I just want to take this moment to say, I know how challenging it has had to have been for you to stay so focused on this one thing versus all the things that you can do. I just want to honor and appreciate that. But I still know that you're meant to like, just blow yourself out of the water. And Mm -hmm. she always believed in my writing. And it was ironic, because I had started writing. I had, I never saw myself as a writer. But then ironically, I wrote something the night that Trump was inaugurated on, in, on January 21st, 2017. And I was on a film set and I, um, I, I, it was like pouring out of me. And I was literally writing it directly on Facebook, which I didn't even know what I was doing because I was like barely on Facebook those few years prior. I didn't, I didn't understand the power of like doing that, like thinking twice about what I was doing. But I wrote this piece coming from the position of being a domestic violence survivor and what my intuition saw what was going to occur and how I needed to be a messenger to the United States citizens that for anybody who didn't understand domestic violence or why women or children or whatever didn't leave, wake up because now you're all in bed with an abuser. And I proceeded to tell the, the whole psychology and I proceeded to tell all the events that would take course. My mom had just had her first stroke. She had just come out of the hospital. My mom was now 82 at that point. Wow. And she was very politically involved and on the computer and on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. And she said, all she wanted to do was get out of the hospital and go home and get on Facebook and see her cats. And she wasn't a crazy cat lady. She was a really educated woman. But at that point, you know, she didn't, she didn't care what people thought. And she gets on Facebook and sees what I wrote. And she calls me and she's like, honey, I've got to speak to you. Mom, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's great. I just got on Facebook and I just read what you wrote. And it is absolutely brilliant. Wow. And this was a woman who was a journalist. She had her master's in writing and journalism wow. and taught lots of people to write and all the things. 
but now I need you to take it down. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Like, that wasn't my mom. She's like, I don't know who you work with. And you, this is so incited, so insightful that I'm afraid that if people read it, that they're going, they could do anything to you. So I got so scared that I took photos of it, like on my, my camera, you know, I just, I didn't even know again what I was doing. Thankfully I did that because I had no other copy of it. And obviously it disappeared into my photo library. What took course now over all these years is exactly what I wrote about. Oh my goodness. And it's kind of scary because, you know, it was like being a, it's like being a seer. And my point is, is so in these the three years of the pandemic, so to speak, I started writing more and started publicly putting things out there, including like it could be, you know, something about our dogs or it could be something about me or something about, you know, marriage or something about being an artist or whatever it was that stimulated me in the moment. But again, saying yes to aligning with this brand gave me the leverage to start opening all these other doors and and reconnecting with the importance of self-development and reconnecting and what happened and you, you nailed it. As I'm on these, you know, challenges or boot camps or whatever, all of a sudden there's all these dynamic women who are powerhouses speaking on these stages. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing that, but I'm supposed to be on that stage with those women. And I was like, who do I think I am? I'm like, it doesn't matter what I think I am. I just know I'm supposed to be on those stages. Well, what are you going to talk about? I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I just know I'm supposed to be on those stages, but you're not a millionaire or whatever yet. I don't care. I just know I'm supposed to be on those stages. And I had already done different kinds of public speaking and education, like whether it was a fashion institute or an advanced art program or mostly around those realms. But it always was one of those things that left an impression on people that I was always told after the fact. And so it was interesting because I've now been drawing in Okay, so let me just hold it, hold that thought. So, so what then happened was through my social media expansion of community, did I start meeting all these other people that I aligned with? You know, because I was promoting my athleisure brand. Oh, well, she's a Pilates instructor. Oh, she's got her own business. You know, aligned with her and aligned with somebody that we just laughed. We were like, oh, it's too bad this conversation isn't a podcast. And I had my microphone and I said, if I only knew how to plug it in. It was that was the joke. If I only knew how to plug it in. (laughs) And and so we laughed. And one year later. I end up through a series of events, seeing this woman on a thread through a podcaster who's become very successful. And I literally randomly, don't even know why it was her, said, how did you launch your podcast? And and she said, oh, let's get on a 15-minute call and let's talk. We go to get on a 15-minute call that turns into a two-hour conversation And she says, of anybody, you need to have a podcast. 
You are so rich with life. People need to hear your stories and people need to be inspired by all the things that you are. And I was like, you know, don't blow smoke up my dress. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, no. What I don't know that I didn't tell you before was I had the vision. Like at that point, it was, I don't know, somewhere like nine years prior, where I said randomly to a friend of mine, we need to do a podcast. And he said, what's a podcast as if I was speaking Hebrew? And I said, oh, podcast, think of it like a radio show, but you get to create whatever it is and you get to drop it however you want. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just like, it's kind of like when you went to Bali, you know, I'm just creating human empowerment. And so all these years later, I align with this woman. She says, you've got to meet my partner. Let's create another 15 minute talk, which turns into another two hour talk. And they both said, seriously, out of all the people, you need to have a podcast. You have so much to offer people. My point to this is, all these things manifested. Here we are about to start season four. You and I are going to be launching our hundredth episode next week. Oh my God. <laughs> my goal is to be monetizing this and have it on a world platform and for the speaking engagements to come out of that and the authoring and all the things we've talked about. This has all been my self-investment. Nobody's paid me to do this. This comes out of my own pocket. I bring in guests because I want to highlight people along with interacting my stories with their stories. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Most people don't get past seven podcasts and then they abandon the idea is what I'm told. So the fact that here we are, we launched in October, 2021. Wow. Ironically, just in the last few interviews, including yourself, I have now aligned with and had on my podcast some of the biggest international public speakers, females, and my season four kickoff with yourself is powerful women. That's what I'm highlighting this season. Oh my God. So I just believe that their, you know, stars have aligned. Yes. And there are no accidents, even though we are in the driver's seat, as we both know. And maybe sometimes the derailment is for you to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. This wasn't the train track that I got on. (laughs) You know, I got to get back over here, which is, I think, part of my story about no matter how many elements came along to challenge me personally, Mm-hmm. including my most recent health situation that no, 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 you, I am impervious to being stopped. I'm not immortal, but I definitely have this burning desire to do so much more as you know, as we know that I can't go anywhere because I got to I got to get out into the world. And so aligning with you and hearing your story and what you're doing, which I want to ask you about um, what you're doing currently in Morocco, besides the obvious weddings, what, you know, what you're leading with the limited, limitless mind Academy um, for Moroccan women, which I really think is like, that's going to be something else because I'm sure these women want this are hungry for it. Want to figure out how to break out. You know, even if they're like religious or attached to their families, they know that there's more out there. 
Yes. And I think that, you know, being women who want to help other women be the best versions of themselves, to go out into the world and be fearless. This is who I was as a camp counselor. I raised my girls, my campers, to go out into the world and know that they are fearless, they can do anything they want to do, that they will always have my love and support. I will always be their biggest cheerleader, which is also why I called this the Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast, because, you know, that was like my purest self, so to speak, mm-hmm. where I really like really just was my light and Fifi being the nickname that sometimes people call me who are close to me and uncensored because I didn't want it to have any limitations ironically on anything we said or spoke on wow that is so powerful so and those women are still very much in my life today Mm -hmm. all of those all of those women who are now like in their early fifties are all super accomplished. Still think of me as supposedly one of their most inspirational, like, like as if I'm a second mom or, you know, and I'm not even, I mean, I'm like all of like eight years older than them. So I was, I was a baby too. Yeah. So I think this goes back to now what you're doing. So now you're in Morocco and you are there to present to these Moroccan women the Limitless Mind Academy, right? It's called Limitless Girls. And yes, it is the same. (laughs) That's how I called it. So it really is about creating generational paradigm shifts, redefining reality for young girls in Morocco. So I, the whole project is actually, first of all, like what we're going to start with an event because we, you want to like start testing the water and be able to see the feedback that, that I'm having. Um, I am like currently what we're going to be doing it is going to be like a full day, um, transformational event where they will get to really ingrain, um, core principles of reality creation into their system to really understand how to become a master creator of their destiny. Right. Yeah. And they will do a lot of like inner inquiry. There will be like coaching. There will be, so it's not, I don't want to make it. So the whole event is really an empowerment event. So it's like a statement. It's like, it's educational. You're going to understand principles and distinctions that you need to know. Cause like learning is fundamental. So we're going to teach you what you need to know. You're going to have to really dig deep because who you are is different than who I am, different than who you are. We're, we're similar in so many ways, but at the same time, we're very unique and different. So you want to understand your own truth and and learn how to own your voice and your individuality and your uniqueness because that's your your superpower right and and teach them that they don't need to be different because that they don't need to be like everyone else or like the mass they need to really they they can stand out and they have to follow their voice so that they are capable of blossoming because that's where the sky is the limit where you really like find that uniqueness within you and you fully tap into it and you don't try to be anyone else and you fully yeah. own it's ready to be expressed through you where the sky is the limit so we're gonna be actually it's also gonna be like on top of unraveling all the depth all the depths of their soul and giving them the modalities and the tools to really like feel safe searching within those realms 
we're going to be also dancing and like feeling empowered and like manifesting and bonding between women and being together and, and, and supporting each other. And so, so I've created this whole journey and I'm actually like, I'm really excited about it because I'm, I'm in, I'm in the middle of like creating everything. So thank you for the question. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, so now I know that I think you said at the very beginning of our conversation that it's going to happen in like two weeks. Is that correct? Yes. In, in Casablanca. September 16th. Yes. In Casablanca, which, you know, I can see, I can see myself right there. Um, yeah. You should you know, be part of it. You um, should be part of us. <laughs> I listen, you know, you know, next time I'm going to be with you. Yes. I know it. You will. <laughs> There's so, no doubt about it. Yes. Speaking of which though, Besides yourself, do you have other people there in a support system, other coaches, other speakers? What, how have you designed this for yourself and for them? Yeah, so for this one, um, I, um, the way it is going to be working, because I was there when I had the idea, I was in the United States. And so I did my best to really be able to carve time to work on this while having a bunch of other things going on because it's it's a pure like um it's a pure nonprofit movement. So yeah. I you gotta figure out like you gotta figure out the funding, you gotta figure out the sponsor, you gotta figure out who's gonna do all the work here, organizing. Um it's like a thousand girls that we're we're trying we're trying to gather together and like the marketing, the um where are they gonna be it's a whole process and it's all my first time doing this and it's like a learning experience so right now we're um so when I was there I I told I managed everything that I could from there but but there is obviously like a bunch of things that are happening here that like are not um it's kind of hard to be totally honest when you're not there and you're like oh yeah Way. It's, so like like putting on a, it's like it's like bringing a film crew in and then trying to be yeah. in production you're in production yeah. and it's all the semantics and you need to tie in with your local support and help them carry the ball with you to become the reality exactly absolutely and the number that we're aiming at is a, is to it's kind of like really you know it's really hard to be a dreamer and when you're dreaming, you have to be in a room separate from the people who are executing it at, at the spot. And my vision is the thousand girl. But as I'm having the person who's organizing it here, um, for them, it's not realistic that we're going to be able to do that. And so it is just really interesting to see how I have like these people like and they're amazing because they're so supportive. But at the same time, they think I'm like out of my mind. Um, but so to really answer your question, um, sh- so I have like someone who's organizing here in terms of like events, like bringing in all the production, the mics, you know, like the like finding the space, negotiating the space, um, finding the bands, because I also want it to be fun. I don't want it to be a sad thing where we're all crying about our pro you know I want them to really like expand their body and like make the energy flow like of course we're going to get emotional it's going to be so raw and vulnerable but it's like a whole emotional roller coaster so I'm going to be doing the main speaking um I had this girl that I met in Bali um she's just so amazing because I just decided to lead a container 
And I posted about it. It was just like an idea, really um, random. And I posted about it on social media. And she's like, "Oh, girl, I really liked your energy. Can I assist you in uh, in the in your container in this group program? I'm really interested in being part of it." And then I'm like, "Yes, of course. Um, hop on. You can support. You can assist me." And so she hopped on. And this was really, really recently, because as as you know, like this is all like starting to emerge through your part of like the the new people in my this new journey. So I'm very, um, I cherish you so much for being part of the beginning of all this work. It's incredible. Um, I, I'm complimented. I'm honored. And there's no accidents by that. Yeah. Way. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I also I love by the way how you're how you articulate your thoughts. This is just a random random thought. I just want <laughs> to tell you. you, yeah. <laughs> so and so yeah, and so like she assisted me, and then it was just powerful. Our energies combined were so powerful in creating transformation, and I just loved her. And then she lives in Thailand. She's actually German. Um, mm. she's from Belgium. Sorry, right now she's in Germany, but like she's she's international. She's all about empowerment. We really like vibed and like bonded. And so I I felt so called to talk to her about this event. I felt so called to have her part of my container. She felt really happy about it, and 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 she's like flying she's flying I was talking to her today she's like about to book her ticket she's right now in Germany she's flying she's so ready for it and so we're going to combine our efforts she's going to support me in facilitating the the empowerment I want her to speak I want her to shine I want her to really like take this opportunity for her to be fully expressed and feel like a goddess as as we are both supporting all these um women so for now that we are three um and then eventually I'm going to have like a uh, a band like of like folklore um there's like a lot of things that I'm like planning out to just make it fun and and lively yes I love it. so so do you have a certain age group of women that you're visioning envisioning being in attendance yeah so for now what we have aimed for it was from 20 to 30 it was completely younger initially mm-hmm. and it was actually going to be for non-English speakers we want it to like go to actually it's a whole different level of consciousness yeah what I wanted initially um but then and and I'll, I'll get there but then for now like I had to like keep it like English for people who speaks English and everyone in Morocco right now is starting to speak English which is quite amazing um they didn't have time to to translate the material and there would have been a lot more work involved to like get results so I think given my time right now this is how I want it to fully be like on like from 20 to 30 and like be English speaking um so that in of itself I hate to say that and and interrupt you I think that that is an evolutionary transformational statement in and of itself because now I, I mean, I don't like to say that the English is a universal language, but at the end of the day, it, it is. Yes. And so you're giving, you're empowering them through just being I in love that language. I love that. I love what you're saying. Absolutely. Yes, totally. So, so yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah, so 20 to 30, that's the age group. Well, that's amazing. So how are you reaching out? Are you reaching out to universities, through companies, through institutions? How are you achieving that? 
So my friends has um a good network. She's actually so first of all, she is the official sponsor. They have a clinic, they have a medical clinic. Um I actually reached out to her just to support with the event to like but she ended up wanting we were going to try to find sponsors together but she said I'm sponsoring it. She wanted to be part of it and so she, they they're sponsoring it. it just worked out. She's a big feminist too, so perfect. <laughs> Um, and so the way we're, we're, we're marketing, we're doing like ads, we're doing some Instagram ads, we're actually, it's going to start to go out tomorrow. Um, so, and then we're also doing, um, uh, press. So I'm like, I'm on different, like local podcasts, um, that like get distributed into different like magazines and stuff and, and things like that. And for people to bring a little bit more awareness. So I've been having like a lot of like podcast interviews, um, to spread the word. She was able to like hook me up with all the press. It just worked out. I know. I know. It is insane. It is beautiful. I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. I'm really, really grateful for sure. Um, I, and then I the think, third thing. Go ahead. Go, no, please go ahead. No, go ahead. No, uh, I just, I just keep I'll hearing this. I just keep hearing this and thinking, well, the timing of alignment with mm -hmm. us and this, and not even really knowing any of this other stuff, just in and of itself is empowering. What I really feel like what keeps coming up for me is love language. Mm. Wow. Which love language is a universal thing. You mm -hmm. know, it's like two people could get together intimately and not speak the same language, but they do. Mm -hmm. So I feel like what you're doing without imposing is a love language. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I think that that I mean, this is this is what women around the world need. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, they you. Yeah, need to know that they have the power within to leverage yeah. themselves, no matter where they're from. I appreciate you saying this because sometimes we forget, you know, how important the work we do is. And I think, like, it's just thank you for for thank you for acknowledging it and reminding it. So, absolutely. So yeah. it's like also um the other thing is that we're where it's like universities because once I'm going to go to universities it's a whole different like it's very targeted it's very it's easier to get more girls because like I'm, I just want to go to auditorium and like talk to a whole mass so it's just really going to be interesting for me to see like the response that I'm getting as I am like stepping there and like and and so that's like that's the goal and I really like my vision is to actually keep growing this thing um in a way where like it's gonna be like I'm gonna be having like audiences of like 5,000 to 10,000 in few years it's just so the whole thing is like once my system my, once my business is all the foundation of my business is taken care of and my energy is going there and having like all of that really like solid and, and allowing me to really create transformation without being there um impacting more people um then once that is going to be taken care of it'll allow me to have a lot more free time to keep investing the efforts into expanding women of Morocco and bringing even more into it. But I think this is really like the first seeds that I'm planting here. I'm like, let's start something. So that's like, that's, a, that's how I see it in this uh, situation. Uh, well, I just think that's an amazing vision. I think... <laughs> I mean, it really kind of takes me back to 2015 and just kind of my observations and 
you know, what unconsciously where my heart, like what I observed, you know, in general, like even, you know, whether it was going back to what we were saying early on, how women could dress or not, or how women could speak or not, or who could be self-expressed or not. And I know that that's more across the board than, than not, not just in integrated with women. Um, and I think that targeting this, this um, resource of women, first off, uh, I'm believing that there's gonna be more than a thousand people in this initial containment. That's what I'm putting out there for you. Um, I don't know if you're going to be in an auditorium or a big ball. Do they have ballrooms in hotels? So we actually, my friend, um, she's really well connected here. So it happened that she had a building, like a huge five level building with an amazing rooftop. If we... Um, if we end up getting a thousand for this uh, specific one, we're going to be doing it in the rooftop in the middle of Casablanca. So if I, it's like, and the whole building is empty for us. And then the other option that we have is if we don't have time to like gather the whole thousand, given the time constraint and given, you know, whatever we did our best, but whatever is going on, as long as you're putting your best, like toward a cause and like, doing, then, then the rest is like, is, is there to, um, whatever happens, happens, but so we're kind of prepared for, for all scenarios. So the first scenario, if we have that, we have the building. And then the second scenario, if we have like around, let's say 300 to 400, 500, we have a building on the beach, which is gorgeous. You will die for it, Felicia. I can't wait to show you. So whatever happened where it's just so beautiful, we got them for free. Um, it's all sponsored for the cause. It's it's magical. I seriously cannot wait to show you. <laughs> so so when I think of the sea in Casablanca, and, and I, I know I don't know everything about that, but I think of like that big mosque on the yeah. sea. And then I... I can't remember what else I see if there's certain peers or, or a certain, I don't know. So where, where, like, if you're in, you know, where like the hotels, like the Sofitel and the Hyatt or the whatever are right there. And I think, um, I forget the name of the restaurant, but I think it's, um, it's based upon the movie Casablanca. Um, ironically, um, is it in that area along the sea? Is it in that area or is it somewhere else? So I'm actually going to go visit it tomorrow. She said it's on the marina because she's the one who was doing everything. She's on the mm -hmm. marina uh, uh, marina beach, Mar marina plage. She's on the marina beach, which is on the coast. And I do think that it's actually, um, I will tell you tomorrow. I guess. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. so excited for you. And I think that, you know, I mean, when you're doing a location, you know, I mean, I've lived my career doing location work. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're always having to make sure you're taking care of people with the ability to go to the bathroom and the ability to have water or food or whatever the case may be. But I think that if you could I mean, obviously in a building when you can be heard and you have a little bit more control over technology, that's great. But to be on the beach, on the sea with mother nature, with these women, 
and be able to do that and get your message across, I think that's super, super powerful. Yeah. It's like baptismal in a weird way without, you know, like immersion. Absolutely. Complete immersion and transformation. Yes. I'm so excited for you. Thank <laughs> you. You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. Um, so, I, I mean, my God, we've been on the podcast for, uh, we've been doing this interview for almost two hours and 20 minutes, which always makes me laugh. It always makes me laugh because people are like, I can't talk for two hours. I'm like, just, just follow me. I promise you, you can. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because I, I know I can, but not because I want to hear myself speak, but because I'm so curious about the storytelling. So I want to ask you, as you are building this empire of transformation and develop, you know, self-development and really pouring into people to make them richer. Mm-hmm. Going back to your little girl self mm-hmm. for this moment, does this ring true to your pure truth? Like do you could, if you could tap into what your memory is, like under the age of 10 or seven, could you see that this would have, like you couldn't you didn't know if you could imagine it but this is true to your core like what mattered to you so it's actually really interesting because um the reason why I know it's true to my core because it's when I feel at my best it's mm-hmm. when I'm doing it so that's that's like enough for itself a proof for me to really keep doing it as long as it feels this way the moment it'll stop I might stop I might have another truth I might be in touch with another truth you know yeah of course but it's so interesting because when I was a little girl like my mom would tell me like every time I would go to my grandma so my grandma is like my mom's side they're not they're kind of they're they're very modest they're like they're like poor family. They're actually not even, they're like poor. They're like, they don't, they're literally lives in a small little house. Um, So much love in that house, so much food, so much goodness, like insane, like the warmest. So I would always spend my entire time there because of like all the family, the cousins, someone coming out, coming in. They don't have money, but there's so, so much richness. So I would feel so good there. And what would happen is like at the, she has a balcony and downstairs there was all these um call girls call girls downstairs so they would and like really in the really bad conditions um like it's just nasty it's like they have to run from the police the police just always see them and it's like it's loud because they they're they're not necessarily educated so they don't have manners so they scream at each other there is the middle of the night I mean you know how that world is and they're and they're doing and they're doing having like giving sex for for payment Yes, they're like there and they're it's known that that area and man comes there and they go with man somewhere and they and they have sex. Yeah. So wow, super challenging. It's super challenging. It's incredible. It is incredible. But I would like go downstairs and I would when no one is watching because my family, if they see me, they would literally like think I'm crazy now that they don't think that already but you know so yeah, yeah exactly grab you by the earlobe <laughs> exactly so I'd go downstairs and I would like just talk to them and I would be like why are you doing all of this like we're trying to understand them like why and like and and so I would always do that um and I would like 
I would li I like them. Like I really like them because like they're girls. They're like they're like I don't know. I just bond with like people who are in those conditions because I just see so much more and I just love them and I can talk to them and it's like, and they're funny and like, it's life anyway. So I just always bonded with them and I would ask them. But one time, um, what happened is that I was young and I was at my grandma on, on a separate, um, scenario. And there has been a fire in the building that is in front of in front of her uh and so and you can see the fire from the kitchen and so at some point we would hear everyone is like sleeping and we would hear like people screaming their heart out like women screaming their heart out and it was during ramadan so ramadan is the day is the, is the month where everyone is like fasting and so and so and so i and we knew that there was um we knew that those girls, because like there's guys that like come from Saudi Arabia and even and they actually like have like house parties mm -hmm. and they have girls and the girls dance for them and they pay them. And so like anyway, so like the, the one of those girls, like the fire was going on there. They they cigarettes, I don't know what has been dropped. Anyways, and so like me here in the fire, everyone got scared and everyone started to like run away. And what I did, I little I called nine like the police here. And then I just like went all the way like down with the plum with the firefighters. And then I just brought all the firefighters and then show them a place. And then I went with the firefighters and then I just like went until the door. And everyone was like amazed at the level of alertness and like this like the hero in me like or like the saver in me. I'm not saying that I'm like a hero, like I'm saving No 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 not in that way at all in a vain way but I'm saying it's like it's just so interesting when I heard them say that it gave me insights about what is ingrained in me I don't know why but I know mm -hmm. that it's ingrained in me it's like no like I'm gonna it's and it's like and so and so the reason why I'm saying this story is because when my mom told me it's just incredible how actually I know you are such a reliable person that we can rely on you. And if something is happening, you have, it was impressive, the energy that came out of me to make it happen. And then basically like they were able to take it out on, on time, take off the fire on time. The girls came out in all their clothes, like, like really like, you know, like call girls clothes and then like their makeups and, you know, that stay and you can see them all coming out um with the police and the police like just insulting them and treating them so badly and just like diminishing them and just like just like making them feel like 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 whores and like and yeah. anyways you got the point so yeah so the reason why I'm sharing this it's because I think that these are smaller things that has happened in my childhood that are really related to the core of who I am independently of my life's experiences that has that kind of like makes sense that I'm pursuing this line of work that I want to do this for Limitless Girls Morocco that I want people to be in touch with their capabilities the same way I want myself to be in touch with my capability the same way I want to feel empowered to say you know so we're all we're all a reflection of each other so yes I, well, I, I mean I think that that and this is exactly why I asked this question because one most people I guess really don't seem to ask this question but I know 
I, I know as a person who, you know, practices, whether it's metaphysics or spirituality or whatever, I do believe that children, especially between the age of conception to five-ish, are still in that pure state, unless mm -hmm. they're so infiltrated with like negativity and an environment, they have the ability to still be like, you know, their soul hasn't really like connected completely to their, this body that they're in at the moment. So they can say, they can say things like, I'll use this example. My sister and, and, and my sister's first husband uh, were, in, were in San Juan, Puerto Rico uh, with their, their now oldest daughter at the time, and she was four. And they're walking through the town, and at one point she turns around and says, you know, I was an artist here once. Ooh. Wow. So the power of who we mm. are as souls, as energy, as we know, is transformational, is fluid. And then things happen. So like with the women that you were exposed to at this very young age, things had happened to them that caused them to do and become who they became. Not because that was a choice, but because of the trauma, because of the pain, because this is all they knew. And this was a survival mechanism. No different than you made a decision on your observations or a collection of observations that you wanted to be independent and not spoken to in that manner that you were going to help raise other people up, that you're going to save them, that you're going to make them richer. And so it's an interesting, like, in the moment, who does what? Who makes a decision? Which road are you taking? And how that evolves. And that's, in my humble listening is like what triggered that for you because you didn't want to see these women in pain you didn't want to see them spoken to in that way you didn't want to see them suffer and die or even have to do what they were doing which is also what made you curious because you knew that there was more you knew that they were as valuable as anybody it, whether it was the king or whomever and right? Felicia Yes, absolutely. And to your point, because it is just so interesting because, and this is like also a question that I'm still asking my, my, myself, but when I was, because at that stage, your, your brain is not developed. You didn't have enough life experiences, right? And you don't really know. And so like, it's just like a, a soul thing that is like weirdly makes you do certain thing. And randomly, which I am so also like practical in my mind, and I need like proofs that like, I don't really believe everything that people are saying to me. But out of nowhere, very randomly, like not linked to doesn't know anything about me, anything about anything. And so this man that I met in Los Angeles, he was in love with me. And he's actually my best friend today. And we're really close The the relationship turned out to be like different. One of my best friends, but he told me that the way he met me, he always like felt a special, like soulful thing between us. Um, and he's like, I was like at this this uh, this uh, co working space, and he basically like just turned like randomly. He was not looking at all. It's like almost like something grabbed him to turn. Long story short, whatever what that is, he after we knew each other a couple years after he was kind of like obsessed with me. And I just told him to like, stop doing that because it's becoming like, I'm like, I'm not in love with you. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. So 
And so, so he's not like, I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know how true that is, but that has came up. Like his ex-wife told him that I, he has died in my arms Mm -hmm. in a past life and that I have spent my, and I have been raped by all the men of the village. Mm -hmm. That's something that they're saying about that. I don't know if it's true. I, have no I idea. get that. No, I get that, which is why you're so empathetic in this lifetime. And that's why now I'm like, it's just so weird. Like I see those girls. I'm like, wait, why are you doing this? I'm like, and and like, and if you see how independent I am and like, also I'm like how assertive I am, how with men, I'm like, how I'm all about power. Clearly, I don't want anyone to take power over me. So it's like, it's random that this glimpse of information came in, but at the same time, I don't really know how true that is, you know? So, well, I mean, you know, I think that, I mean, you know, people do past lives regressions all the time and people do see people, you know, if they're really talented at that, at that and, and there are channelers and there are mediumships and, you know, intuitives and psychics and all that. And no, does that, does that mean you, you um engage with all of that no but i happen to actually work uh with a lot of healers we gather together and we do a lot of work you know whether it's to heal the world or we work on each other and then because a lot of it's ironic most of these people have practices and when i first came to this it was literally after finishing a project of being around a bunch of toxic people. But literally, I'm a Virgo. So I'm very organized, very managerial. Unless my Leo part comes in and then I just want to eat, sleep, and make love. And just like <laughs> And stuff. So, so, um, so, but I was literally throwing my things in my car. Like all my equipment. That's just not who I am at all. But I couldn't get away from these people fast enough. And my point to that is some strange, in some strange moment while I was online, did this literally pop up Intuition University. Hmm. It's even like, even like the last couple of days, I've been trying to figure out how, how I aligned with you. Like, cause I can't even remember how or where or by whom, but it yeah. was just, uh, it was like the, it was like the force of nature. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is going back to what you were describing with this individual. So I ended up reaching out to this person who I didn't know anything about, but she actually, per a life experience back in 2012, had actually, you know, had her own version of a life and death situation. And she had been an intuitive and she was like, I need to step into my power. I need Mm -hmm. to do all these things. And what launches a very small thing with like six people has now turned into touching thousands and thousands and authoring all these books around the world and all these things and now she's created this thing that I've been part of that I've risen up to so to speak or stepped into um, with a bunch of us healers and I would always make the running joke and she's been on my podcast as well I'd make the running joke you know when I first got there I knew it was like because I was like I need to find my intuition again. Like, I can't be around people like this. This is not my truth. Like, Mm. I need to trust my gut. And it's not that I don't, but I'll, again, stay loyal or whatever, but not at the cost of my well-being. 
And and I was just very clear about that, which led me to this, however. And so I told her, I felt like I was a civilian in the room amongst all these like masterful people who are doing all this stuff all over the world. And she was like, Felicia, you, you do get that this is exactly who you are, right? Wow. Like you do get that you are supposed to be here. You're not the civilian in the room. This is what you've been doing. And to your point, you know, I mean, I think hearing a story like, you know, you might have been raped by, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, the community or the whatever it does not define you, but it, it, it also helps understand, like, I, I, did not understand soul past lives. Ironically, I was raised Jewish, which is, mm. you know, and and in Judaism, we do believe in reincarnation. Mm. And, and we do believe in like, we just keep coming back in different forms and which is why they don't believe in being tattooed, which is why Hitler was such an offensive thing. And um, just a lot of, a lot of things why they also don't believe in cremation, you know, because again, you know, whereas I, I want nothing to do with being buried in the ground and I, you know, all these things I'll never be tattooed because I'm just, I have my pain threshold is no, <laughs> and I love the art and I apply the art, but I don't, I don't. Yeah. That's so interesting. So it's just one of those things where what I was going to say was it wasn't really until like probably the last 20 years that I really started getting in touch with the fact that, or maybe 30, that I was like, like I said, I know that I was with Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo. People would be like, okay, crazy bitch. Like what? I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't care what you think. Like, I, I just know this. I was with somebody who I definitely know I had a past life with, who was probably a gladiator in the Coliseum. And, you know, I was some celebrated person. I also had an experience a few years back that I was on a project that I was personal to somebody and the department head would randomly speak at me in a way that people would turn their heads and go why did they say that to you and I'd say I don't know I'm standing here have you heard me say anything to instigate and caught this cause and they'd be like no but this is just like who does she think she is I swear to you I could see her in an SS uniform and me being walked into those ovens. And wow. I and I and I didn't see myself that way actually, though I have seen myself in that period where I was actually a part of the underground getting people out safely. So mm -hmm. it's just these moments where even if we've had these past lives potentially, and we've even experienced challenges, possibly, it fuels the reasons no different than like my just going through ovarian cancer I want to save every woman's life and wake people up to mm. women's health and funding because the things that are women are told and the embarrassment and the not being seen and heard is beyond beyond if, if people really knew my true story and how I related to how many women are dying unnecessarily because they're too embarrassed to speak up 
or even if they did, they weren't heard. And I wasn't heard for four months. I was misdiagnosed and I kept speaking up. I would not take no for an answer. And thankfully that's why I'm alive because I wouldn't take no. And like yourself, I think you just have that very fighting spirit. Like, okay, great. So maybe you were raped by, you know, whoever and however yeah. many in a past life. That didn't stop you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. On the contrary, you said, no way, this will never happen to me again. And here's why this is going to happen and how it's going to happen. And I might not know the whole story, but I will be unstoppable and I will be impervious to pain. And it's not that I won't feel, it's that I'm going to create so much power that yes, I will feel and I will allow vulnerability, but it's through my work and it's through my storytelling and it's through my example of how I've lived my life that empowers others. So you create more power, more power, more power and community, which community and connection is everything. Again, why I do this. Everything. It is everything. It is. I'm seriously having the best time like with this uh with this podcast, with this, with this, what we're doing right now, it is everything. Not only we're able to share, to talk to each other, but I think it's just so, so powerful. I would, I was actually going to ask you like in this um, same division of uh, powerful woman, I suggest um, we do another podcast um, talking about specific distinctions on women empowerment would make it like really um, directed because this one is like us talking about our story, which is gorgeous and beautiful, which I honestly like, thank you for Uh, like the emotions that are coming out with all the questions that you're asking me. I love you. Like, thank you for giving me this opportunity to really like go there. And and, my face hurts from smiling. (laughs) I swear. It really hurts. I love you. Relax. (laughs) It's so good. So I want us to really think about another one where we make it really like targeted, right? By all means, we have an absolute date. That is not even a hesitation. A hundred percent for sure. A hundred percent. Perfect. How excited. Perfect. Very excited. Amazing. Well, listen, I don't want to keep you anymore because I know it's like, what, now 1140 there or something like that? Unbelievable. 1140. Having the best. (laughs) But yes, 1140. I mean, honestly, this is the best date too you know I mean it's the middle of the day for me my husband I made my husband and all the dogs go out into my studio so I wouldn't have any barking or interruption (laughs) he was not happy about it and I was like I had something to do (laughs) I I had a purpose and I gotta make this happen without any interruptions I've already set up the studio for you um no I just want to thank you because I think you know we met as you had, you know, presenting a, a challenge to help people, um, you know, start to, you know, create a, a positive future for themselves within their own truth. And I'm just paraphrasing. I love that. Perfect. Little did I know, even though I felt this like, why do I feel so connected hmm. to this person? And I know the first thing was when you said Morocco and I got in late into the, and I felt so embarrassed by that. And I told you this later because I don't like being late. 
It's just not, it doesn't resonate with me because I do believe that we have an, you know, accountability is everything. It leads the, the it, it, it opens and closes the circumstance. Mm-hmm. And when we're not accountable, that tells the next person that they are not valued for their time. Mm-hmm. And that's not how I think, on the contrary. So it was interesting because I hadn't heard your initial intro except the Morocco part. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and um, so I just think that, you know, whether it's God or the universe or whatever, that I've been gifted you in my life. I feel it. Thank you. I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but, <laughs> but I love you. I love you. I mean, I, you know, maybe we've had past lives together. Who knows? <laughs> How mean, beautiful. Right? How magical. It's yeah. Really- this connection and how the more we talk to each other the more we connect even deeper it's like who are you right I know that's exactly (laughs) what I feel it's like I never expected to have this kind of opportunity to talk with you and yet it made perfect sense and when I remember thinking that I was like well, I'm just going to go out on a limb and ask. And the worst thing that can happen is you say no. But I was like, no, she's not going to say no. She's going to say yes. And I just knew that coming into this, even with all the notes that I have and, you know, they're taped all around and you don't see that and what have you. And I just set up this special thing because I've moved my desk and I don't like the way it is. And my studio doesn't have Wi-Fi. And I was like, all right, Felice, make this happen like you always do. And I was just like, I just want to have a heart to heart. I want to have a trajectory and understand and share with people what is possible, who you can become, who you can continue to grow and blossom from and keep watering that flower and never, you know, and, and create fields of flowers. And, and, I, and that's what I see you doing is just creating fields and fields and fields of beautiful flowers that get to bloom. And and I'm right there with you. I just, you know, I know that as we continue to work together, more will be, more will be revealed. Absolutely. And I am so grateful for the powerful expander within you. So thank you oh. for all your words. Thank you so much. Well, you bring the best out of me. (laughs) I love you, girl. You're amazing. And I cannot wait for us to connect again. I know. I'm so excited. And uh, kiss the soil for me, so to speak. And um, yeah, I look forward to I look forward to us connecting. And I look forward to seeing where you end up doing the event and hearing all about it and us creating our next podcast together and much, much more. Absolutely. We'll keep in touch and I will see you and talk to you very soon. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks. I love you so much. And thanks for making my cheeks hurt from smiling. You're so welcome. It's like a facial facelift. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) You're welcome, sweetie. I'm sending you big hugs and I will talk to you soon. Much love. Bye for now. I really hope that um, this conversation with Ghislaine is something that 
gives you a moment um, between my conversation of my experiences and her conversation of hers combined to share what we hope makes people take a moment to look and listen to themselves and your purpose and who you're here to be. Join us next week with my amazing guest, Marie Anderson, as we talk the talk about so many things from current to past and relative to today. Really excited to continue this powerful season of powerful women and you continuing to join, share, subscribe, and grow this Camp Fifi Uncensored community because we are completely committed to connection and conversation and gathering around the campfire and helping expand, enlighten, grow, entertain, and lift one's spirits and allow you to see yourself in a lot of us and vice versa because we're all super connected and that's what we're here to do and be. So join us around the campfire where we find that authentic connection from the heart, from life experiences, where the spirit is young, the soul is wise, and the life stories are vast, and where we talk about everything from soup to nuts or what we like to say, from cannolis to egg in the holes, and don't forget the s'mores. Much love. Bye for now. Have a great week. See you next week. No.